welcome to another episode of the Visual Div. We've been AWOL for a couple of days. Matt's been ill. Aline's been Matt's working been hard. Partying. Matt's <laughs> gone over to Wales and he's been partying hard. Don't believe the bullshit. Don't be- <laughs> uh, I I was necking a cough mixture. Exactly. <laughs> like it's a Wednesday. Come on. You're not allowed to drink. And also, you're drinking Heineken. What are you doing drinking Heineken? It, uh, there was no water in the fridge. <laughs> that, that's, not even, that's not even an excuse for drinking Heineken. <laughs> Jeez. It doesn't feel like... You might have to call Heineken. this a day already. You can, like, you can restart if you want. Done. That's a podcast over. Drink Heineken. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, today, today, as um, as Jack keeps telling us, today we need to we need to introduce what we're going to talk about before we go into the how how's you doing, and um, we are going to talk about branching, or as Darren on Twitter called it, Branchgate. Branchgate, yeah, got... <laughs> Branchgate. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why they put gate after all those things. I still haven't like. I'll use the word, but I don't know what gate. Like there was Watergate, and then there's other gates all over the That's place. It. But I don't know why that. I'm. Yeah, I need to find out why That's they. It. It's why because they of Watergate. Gate. Anyway, because <laughs> of Watergate. But I still don't know why. Why gate is part of Watergate? Anyway. Um. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about branch gate, and give our opinion and thoughts and concerns and positive and negatives. But before we go into that, how are you doing, Aline, apart from drinking Heineken? <laughs> I'm good. I'm pretty tired, but good. I'm actually, tomorrow I'm going to be amazing because tomorrow Mavian turns one. So that's kind of cool. Kind of cool. That's awesome. It's really, really cool. So I'm taking the day off tomorrow and just doing nothing, just hanging out. Me, Vanessa, and maybe, and maybe a few people come up for for a bit of cake and stew. So that's it. Tomorrow's exciting. <laughs> the last couple of weeks have been, yeah, a lot of a lot of work, a lot of pressure. Launched a product to um, a soft launch of what we built on Webflow, the web app that we've built, and. It yeah, it soft launched to quite a lot of people last Thursday, and we're just managing it at the moment and following the users and seeing what bugs there are. So I thought I'd be relaxed after last Thursday, but it's it's pretty stressful seeing the thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's and it just seems to be like the the staff who the non the, who are using the product they just see the problems, they don't see the solutions. Uh, it's a very strange thing. It's like, but, but you're working on this product now and it's working well. And basically the what usually turns up is like, yeah, but it's not Microsoft or it's not Google. And it's like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but wait, although, although Aline, you do have three offices, you're, you're not, you're still a one man team and you're not, you're not, oh, two offices, yeah. sorry, two offices and your Airbnb from last week, but. Yeah, yeah I you're still not um... into an office as well. That's a camper van office. <laughs> <laughs> so although yeah, on your website you do say you have five offices in different locations. 
you're not yet um, a Google or Microsoft. So that's that's what you're saying, really, isn't it? You there's the pause. <laughs> there's there's just... there's a reliable reliable internet pause that we have. Yeah, um, yeah. I I work in a lot of places, but <laughs> <laughs> but no. So but I, I think good. I think I um, over the last week you disappeared. Everybody like was, you know, searching for you on Twitter, and then you pop up and disappear, and you were back, but you weren't back. It's like what was going on. So obviously I, I rode over to Ireland. I finished my row, rode over to Ireland. Sorry, I live in Ireland. I rode over to Wales. Um, no, we got the ferry over to Wales and yeah, we just had a week off. I didn't actually, I took the laptop with me, didn't open the laptop, which was brilliant. Hmm. Um, but I actually did get sick, which meant that I was uh, not feeling 100%. I still, we still kind of made the most of it, but yeah, it wasn't, uh, you know what happens. You go on holiday and you get sick as you go on holiday. Um, luckily it wasn't a, a big sort of expensive planned out for a year holiday. It was just go and visit mum in Wales and just, you know, chill out. So it, it wasn't all bad, but yeah, you know, it was good. So but I'm glad to be back. I am glad to be back. Even though the weather over here is still raining, it still gets dark at three o'clock. You know, it's, I'm good to be, I'm glad to be back. Winds off the childminders, <laughs> which is always good. <laughs> nice. And, uh, but on, like, honestly, I've, I missed, I know you, you've been bugging me, um, to let's, let's record. We need to record. We need to record. (laughs) (laughs) I can, I can carve, I can carve an hour here. No, I can't really carve an hour. I sound like a toad. Yeah, I do sound like a toad, but, um, I have missed, I have missed the, the kind of momentum start that we got. So yeah, it's good to, good to, this is just the professional environment that you and I work in, you know, it's just kerfuffles maybe yeah, a kerfuffle maybe a pod <laughs> we're just teasing we're just leaving it. it's like oh what's happening <laughs> you know we hey you're right though we've, we've got to give our listeners what they want which is us talking crap about stuff so um but talking about that we the, cuff, no the kerfuffle this week <laughs> we, don't, we don't know of course we don't all right <laughs> let's get, get into branch <laughs> Branchgate. No, honestly, Branchgate. So obviously the timing, you've been working very hard um, on a web app, which obviously has a lot more complexities than just a simple marketing site. And Branching was released to, well, Branching has been around on the enterprise plan for quite a while now. Um, I remember going back um, almost over a year now, I suppose, and I was invited to uh, as part of an enterprise agency start uh, uh, like invited to test it out and i remember a few of us tested it out and we're like this this isn't branching as we know it and fair play the guys were like the product team over at webflow were like right no 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 this is this is early stages and we're going to be rolling out new development so when it first came out i didn't miss it i didn't you know i wasn't clamoring to go hey i'm not an enterprise um I don't deal with enterprise clients with my freelance business. So I wasn't missing branching because the features I thought didn't actually make much sense. Roll on a year and they've obviously improved things and added little features to this branch um, feature. And now it's getting to a point where it's it's relatively mature. Maybe, maybe it's not mature, but it's relatively capable. And there are features on there that um, 
a lot of non-enterprise people are now looking at and going, oh, that that's interesting. And I guess the release of these latest features with this, the work that you were doing um, with your web app have coincided with a little bit of a, a feeling of um, disenchantment, I guess, is, is a good way to put it, of why are features like branching, and we'll maybe go into why branching is pretty important, uh, why features such as branching are gated from non-enterprise um, non-enterprise customers. So, yeah. Um, yeah well, I don't know if you well, wanted to sort of recap your experience. Yeah, so I... Um, what we've done is built a product that is all on Webflow. Um, the stack is all no code, but it's Webflow Slater member stack is the authorization software and then integration with Airtable as well. Um, and the reason that I've done this is that each of those things are in their own individual rights. They're flexible, incredibly powerful. But if we become too big for these tools, we can plug one out quite easily and integrate it with a new product. And that even includes Webflow. Like if we get too big for Webflow or if Webflow doesn't serve the purpose, serve a purpose um, for us, we can essentially download the HTML and CSS and put it onto a Django framework if we want. It'll take a bit of work, but it's possible. And that's one of the awesome securities about Webflow is that you're not, you're locked in to a certain extent, but you're not completely locked in that if you were using for example, Bubble. If you if you built a product on Bubble, it would be very difficult to move from Bubble. Um, and I, all those tools are awesome, but the more you get into like a completely integrated ecosystem, the harder it is to move from from that individual product. So literally, Thursday we launched, soft launched, and there's potentially there's there's a lot of people like there's it's been launched to like about 10,000 people. Like it's not, we're not going to have 10,000 users because we're a very niche, um, niche uh, service, but there, there, we've had the most amount of people logging on over the last five days, 10 days, so what are we on? Seven, five working days than we've had before. And it's been working really well. Um, but like literally the last week, the CTO, so there's a fractional CTO in who's coming in and, helping me with security and with architecture and this kind of stuff. And I'm doing all the dev work and then we've got designers. And he, first thing he said was that basically said it frightens him, the stack, because one is because it's not a traditional stack that he's used to, but two, the main reason is that there isn't versioning, branching, and more collaboration access in Webflow, particularly. So the issue there is if we want to put a code freeze on what we have now and just fix bugs, we can't really do that. You know, we we can't really unless we what what our solution is right now is to duplicate the product, leave one sitting there, work on the other one. And then move the hosting back and forth. That that's the solution that we have. 
which isn't practical. And just to just for for maybe folks that don't understand why you would need to do that. What what's what's the um, for example? Yeah, you know, one question might be, why don't you just fix bugs and just publish them? What what's stopping you doing that in the environment that you're working in? Uh, there's nothing, but if there's um, ten bugs, let's say, and you're going through, and two and two people are working on the bugs, and if bug B is causing more bugs, and bug A is fixed, you have to publish both of those. You can't publish individually, and that's on the front end of Webflow. You can't do that. So that's a balls. So like, if I'm working on the main dashboard and I've for example, on the main dashboard, there's a card that has a, um, a meeting schedule card that pops up after a meeting is scheduled. And there's a flicker with that at the moment. I can't work on that at the moment. I have to duplicate the whole page, work on the JavaScript and work on the product on the, the front end. And then I'd have to flip the hosting over to make sure that it's completely safe. Like I can't... Um, because if I so why let, why can't why can't you work on it? Because if I'm working on this now and it causes more bugs, then and then there's something minor that needs to be published, like a spelling mistake. We can't do that. So because both yeah, of them so I, have, yeah that's probably a, that's a I, good example there. So you've got a bug, something that isn't working optimally, and then you've noticed a typo in another section. And the, the CEO is like, oh, can you fix that typo? I can't fix that typo until I've sorted out that bug. And now there is there is ways around it. Like you can completely hide the element from the DOM. Um, actually, Alicia gave us a good idea where she what she does is she duplicates the main and then works on the individual on the new main and then hides it from the DOM and then publishes. But it's still a hack. Like it's not... It's not a proper solution. Yeah. So, so and, what um, the the problem is at the moment, I suppose, is that there's a like what I guess what you call a linear publishing um, route is when when as you say when you're working on this bug, for example, and that bug might it might be a ten minute fix, but it might be a two day fix because you need to troubleshoot things and like the bug on its own, you push the staging and you go, okay, let's test this out. And then you use the console and then you go through some user stories and test all these things out and you can't figure out what's going on. And then maybe you get someone else involved to help you out or you don't. But at the end of the thing, you can't draw a line under this bug. So you can't go, hey, look, I fixed this bug. And in the meantime, as you said, someone comes along and goes, oh, I've seen this simple thing that I need to be changed, whether it's a typo or whether it's something super simple because you're halfway through fixing a bug um and even though it's on staging you can't you can't do it it's like you have to finish the bug fixing before you mm. can move on to the the next thing and therefore there's a there's a kind of blockage in the pipe as it were um, yeah like and what brand yeah what brand is, one thing i've done is i've like you know noted when i started working on this bug let's say it was yesterday at 12 o'clock and then I'd work on keep going and then a, a small fix would need to become need to come in. Then you go back and you go through your history and, you know, re upload the previous version from yesterday at 12 o'clock. 
publish that with the typo and then go back to what you saved 15 minutes ago, re-upload that and then go again and and put in the type. You'd have to put the typo in again, fix the typo again, because it wouldn't have been fixed in the previous version. But you can see there, like even that solution, it's a hack, like it's a workaround and it could easily be that like, you know, two hours later I fixed the bug and then I publish and I've forgotten about that stupid typo. And the CEO is coming back to me going, I thought you fixed that typo. Why is that typo back? And it's, you know, yeah. they only see the things that are like at face value that are annoying. Like, you know, you should never have a typo, but they happen. But they make you look yeah. incompetent, even though you fixed this problem in the background. They don't know and care about that type of stuff. So, so yeah, branching, look, it all comes down to this. I see this as a development tool. And if we want this to be a development tool, it needs to have these kind of um, features. Now, we don't need to have like 40 developers being able to work on something like this, but we, we do need a form of branching and we do need more team collaborative um, features. And, I, you know, you said they're like they're, they're um, available to enterprise customers. They're, they're available to enterprise developers which is really, really frustrating because how, and, and there's, you know, to become an enterprise partner, you need to do enterprise work to become an enterprise partner. But how are you supposed to do enterprise work if they're gating enterprise features to the developers that they have already on their, um, on their platform? Yeah. Well, and that, and that's, we... I find that really, really annoying because like this company I'm working for now, we're not enterprise yet, but we're going to be, fucking enterprise and you know preventing me make this company uh an enterprise level product using webflow it's it's gating the enterprise uh customers of the future you know the what what i see like i think what they've done is awesome it's a really really amazing feature but by gating it like fine gate it to enterprise partner again uh, gate it to enterprise customers but gating it to the likes of you and I, that's that's um, putting a glass ceiling on our work, not because of our skill set, but because of because of what because of who we've had as customers, and not because of our experience in Webflow, but because of you know just by yeah, just because we haven't worked with an enterprise company that's paying insane amounts of money, or we're not in an agency that just happens to have taken on a few and Webflow client, uh, developers and now all of a sudden are enterprise level because of their legacy of client lists. I just think that's incredibly unfair, especially. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I, ju I just think if, if we rewind to, to what version control is, I think that is at the crux of what you're saying here in, in, the, in the way that the, the branch feature is being distributed to the people or companies that can use it. So, so version control goes back years and years and years and years, but it's it's become essentially probably the gold standard of um, development process. So this isn't just Webflow; this is every development process, and it and it differs very much from offline physical processes. Um, but it, it it in essence allows one dev to 
work on multiple features multiple uh, in multiple different ways. It allows uh, one dev to work with another dev. It, it allows devs teams with 200 devs in it to work on the same product. It's like version control and branching is is fundamental to today's um, development process ecosystem. You know, if I was to if I was to build my own I don't know. If I was to build my own uh, three-page website um, on in a development environment that isn't Webflow, I would use version control. It's just it's just a part and parcel of development these days. But I think the key here is that it's part and parcel of the developer's process. It's not part and parcel of hosting or the client's process. So it's a tool that a developer uses to become... Uh, more efficient, safer, um, more secure, more reliable in the way that they develop the product. And obviously that um, goes hand in hand then with the client being more trust trusting of you handling their their kind of their crown jewels, as it were. So in the in the case of you, you've got, you know, you've got a client who's come to you and gone, hey, look, can you build this product? And you've gone, yep, yeah, I'm this is how this is the kind of stack I would um envisage using um off we go and off you go build it and then someone who's you know relatively experienced a C, uh, cto comes in and goes hey look we need to fix this or ha- start having w- more serious um work streams going on where we can fix bugs but other product bits other features can carry on being changed or as you said like typos can be changed and webflow come along and go hey look we've got this feature that will allow you to do that. And yes, the, the the company that you're working for are not paying enterprise level hosting. Why? Because they don't need it yet. As you said, like they they possibly an enterprise customer of the future, but they don't need it yet. But you as a developer are now going, well, I, I can't offer this. Like I, I'm this isn't this isn't available to me. I like I pay my my dues to Webflow. But because you're not an enterprise customer, I can't then be more efficient at doing my job. And that's that's what I think is obviously grinding you, but also grinding me. It's like, this is a, a development tool. And they're saying, unless the client pays for develop, uh, for like top end hosting, then you can't be or offer a top end developer experience for that client. And yeah, that's, and, it's like, I don't know, like- it's like, it's just, it's then, just, it is frustrating. It's like, this is for us. This is for us. It's not for them. It's for us. It's for us to be able to offer a service, which is professional, forward thinking, you know, market leading, all this kind of stuff and allow us to, to show off the skills that we have as developers when, and they and Webflow are saying, yeah, well, you've got to pay 20 grand a year to, if you want that. And you're like, well, like, it doesn't cost 20 grand a year to allow me to be the best developer I can. It's just a a tool. It's nothing to do with hosting. This isn't on the Webflow. It might be the infrastructure, the way they do it might be related to hosting, but the actual end result and the facility that branching is delivering is nothing to do with the size of the company, the size of the project, anything to do with that. It's to do with giving a developer the tools that as a not as a non webflow developer they have access to for free out of the box day one blank page all this kind of stuff you know 
and like just how ludicrous this whole thing is and it is fucking ludicrous it makes no sense that enterprise level customers get access to these features so if i convert this company into an enterprise level customer um whatever reasons me and this company grow together then i get full access to all enterprise features as a developer because i've had one enterprise client and maybe i think it's one enterprise client plus five employees but then every other customer that i work with in the future has access to me and enterprise level development features in webflow that's fucking bonkers why after the fact because of a connection with one company that other companies get it why can't they just have it from the start like it's just i just think it's so short-sighted um i think it's ridiculously unfair because it's one of those things where you know the rich get richer not the more skilled um get it's it's not a yeah it's it's a complete like glass ceiling and based off of you know like it, you could be an agency that has nothing to do with webflow now that webflow is cool and sleek hire yourself five webflow developers say that you've worked with coca-cola webflow will throw you down as a enterprise level cost, um development company and now you're jesus christ within a month you're you're doing this and you've got all the features and here there are developers who've been with Webflow since like 2013, 2012 that don't have access to this feature. Like I've been with them since 2017, 2018. Like where, why can't I have it from like just pure legacy? Now I'm, I'm purely jealous, like, because I want this feature and I want to be able <laughs> to, to bring this company that I'm working with to a level using the tool of Webflow, but they're completely hindering it. And they've, they've made a decision to do that. And we've talked about this bread on the table stuff before, but like, I'll jump, I'll jump to VS Code and Django. If, if these guys say jump, I'll be like, yep, let's go. And I'll go back to a traditional stack. Well, yeah, I, I, th I think that's, but that's, that's the sad truth of it is um, at the end of the day, our, we, we have to use tools and Webflow is an interesting one because, um, you know, we put a lot of weight on the fact that Webflow is a great tool and we say, look, we're Webflow developers. And as a result, we um, tend to attract clients who not just want a website, but they've heard about Webflow and the benefits of Webflow. So we've got a little bit of skin in the game with Webflow doing well. But at the end of the day, yeah, as you said, like when, when a client comes to us and goes, can we do this? And we say, no, we can't because of Webflow limitations. That's that is one one grind, and but you have to kind of explain the limitations of a tool. But when it comes to impacting our ability to do a development style or do best practice for development, and you know it's there, and you have to go to a client and say, "Look, um, I I could do it, but you're not important enough." or big enough to allow me to be able to do it. And I know, like, I, I did, I, I think I, I tweeted when when they released it, and I said, you know, yes, I I do appreciate the business model is you have, you know, you have the the top 20%, maybe top 10% paying 80% of the fees 
into Webflow as a as an enterprise fee, you know. And you know whether we like it or not, you know some enterprise clients don't need any of these features. Um, they don't use any of these, yeah, but like they you, pay you top dollar. On, why? Because they're you. You worked on like Ellen DeGeneres' fucking website. Like, does that need branching? Yeah. Like, it's a marketing website. Like, what needs branching is development the, soft tools that were people are trying to develop products. That's and you're trying to bring products to like an actual. Yeah, website. but that, like, but that's that. That's the thing. That's that's why I think like Ellen DeGeneres' like five page website does not need branching. For fuck's sake. What, but she can pay no, for it. No, well, I no, I would I would argue that it's not about whether the the project you're working on, um, the site you're working on needs it. My my argument is the developer should should have a choice of whether to use it as their as part of their tool set or not. So if I want to work on a five page website and I want to use branching, because like the word five page doesn't mean it's not complicated. There might be lots of yeah, stuff sure. I need to do there. Um, yeah. But it, it might, it's my, it's not, it shouldn't be down to the size or the complexity of the, the, the hosting, the, the, the client, it should be down to the developer. Like people can develop sites in code, the most complex projects in the world and not use version control. It's completely up to them. <laughs> like they could mm. just choose not to do it. Why? Cause it's their choice. But when it comes to a developer's workflow, like Webflow have certain things and certain constraints, but we all live within inside that. When they say, okay, look, we've released this new amazing thing that will allow developers to supercharge their workflow and you know become uh, work like traditional developers. And then they go, oh no, but you've got to be paying, your client has got to be paying 20 grand a year. Or at least you've had to work for one of those clients that have twenty grand a year. As you said, it's it's a glass ceiling, and it's it it really doesn't make me feel comfortable that Webflow are doing this for the developers. It 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 leaves a bad taste because it says, "Oh, we're developer first, and we're you know we're we're going to be the developer pro tool." And but actually, the feature, as you said, it's like it's either for really rich developers. But it's for rich developers who work with rich clients who have been able to pay this money. And as you said, once, once they've got it, that's it. They can use it on all this all the sites they want to do. And that's just doesn't make any sense. Like I don't I can't see why they would do this. It's by doing branching on Webflow and adding it as a standard feature. Now, okay, you might not have it on, say, the starter work workspace plan that's free where you can get two unhosted sites. You might have to say, okay, we want it, we're going to put it on the growth workspace or the studio workspace or whatever the workspaces are called. I, I can get that. And if I have to pay $50, $75 a month to have this development environment, which has been really thought out and built by, by Webflow in, in, in a way that allows me to move quickly and be more professional, then I don't mind paying that. But the fact that it's linked, as you as you've like, rightly highlighted the fact that it's linked to someone a business that i've worked for and that i can get lucky and work for a, an enterprise client or i can get very unlucky like your as you said your client might decide tomorrow to go yeah we're going to pay enterprise plan you know they're going to they're going to go th- caution to the wind and pay it and the fact that that then unlocks 
your ability as a freelancer working for them to do that it's just it's just crazy it's like i don't i don't know what kind of analogy what's more give. likely what's more likely is my client <clears throat> will get you know there will get a huge amount of funding in the next year to two years and they'll move move stack that's what's more likely and the longer this goes on the more they're going to see of the limitations and they'll move you know like i'm trying to figure out like how like there's i think there's so much potential with with webflow as a front end the first time i heard that phrase was the finsuite team i think joe did a, a live stream on it and this was before they bought WIST. And they were talking about how you can push code, push backends into Webflow. And yet that is your template environment. And like Webflow now are like doing this deviling thing where they're trying to move the Webflow components out of Webflow into, um, into like a third party environment. And, you know, they're moving off of Webflow. And, and Vlad did talk about like slots and, and bringing stuff back in. Like the beauty of Webflow is it's, it's the ecosystem that you're in the, the the flexibility and the speed at which you can build um the, and 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 just the for me the visual way of building as opposed to you know looking at a black black screen and writing writing out html and css but that ability to pull in um a back end that has that can give greater complexities to your templated front end through webflow that for me is so fucking exciting. And I'm f every day I'm figuring, seeing new little ways of doing this. And like what Wiz have done is astounding. And like, that's the start. That's the very, very start. And, and like what, what member stack are doing, but then again, there's, there's a, there's, there's potentially better solutions of having Webflow as this completely secure front end with a backend pushing either features or code to that front end and it all being completely safe and secure. And there's this huge, I think there's huge potential there instead of it just like marketing websites are amazing. Like people are doing awesome stuff, but there's huge potential. And if they don't, if they, if, I just feel like they're not, with, with this particular release, it goes against what they said at the, at the London conf and maybe they said it at the other conferences where they're focusing on a visual development platform. It's just like, no, you're not that this is the one thing that developers need is the ability to have more developers working, branching and versioning. And you've just gated it. it it's like, and it, it's probably, yeah, the way I, it's I, in it. you know, I had a pretty hard talk with the CTO. I've put a lot of fucking work into this, this product. And it's like, oh yeah, we're just only ever going to be an MVP. Like we'll never have this as a production ready product. And that really fucking frustrates me. Yeah. And I think, I think the, yeah, I, I, I couldn't even see. This, I've, this I've is had going one to turn instance. into just like a, a bit show. <laughs> we're just going to uh, get too much shit. No, no, like, like, you we're know. We're talking I, about nice things. <laughs> no, well, I think, I I'm think sorry, to I'm be so honest, <laughs> No, I can see why you're mad, and you know, I've I've come up, I've I've come up across this uh, limitation of of branching when, 
And you know, when you come back, when I say limitation, it's it's a moment in time where you're, you're working on something that your clients ask you to do, and you've scoped it all out, and then you go, and then they sign off on the budget to do it, and then you go, right, let's go. And then as you start working on things, things crop up, or the client has new demands for, you know, I'm launching this this week, and they haven't told you about it, but they're going to, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's and exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah, but and and you re- you reach for what you would have re- reached for in the past, and you know yourself and I have worked with version control in the past, and initially it takes a while to get your head around how this version control works and why do you need it and what's the benefits. Once you once it clicks, you're like, oh my, this is the best thing since sliced bread. This is brilliant. It means I can start. I can I can go on a mission a discovery mission for four hours of trying to work out how I'm going to do this new feature that the client's asked for. And after four hours, the client comes to you and goes, hey, actually, can you go and fix this thing? And you can go, okay, no problem. I'm going to park this stuff that I've been doing. It's going to be hidden away in a nice safe box. And I'm going to go and troubleshoot this other thing that's that's maybe got a bit more urgency. Knowing that two hours later, I can come back carry on going again and it came up like not in the same probably um same way as yours but i i was working on a new knowledge center for a client and it it was going to be probably about five seven days of work including client feedback and all of this was going to be done on on the staging domain so i told the client i said look look i'm going to start this work um but we won't be able to publish any changes to any other part of the site because if you do, um, all the all the navigation changes that we're making, or the redirects, everything like this, will all be pushed to the live site and it will look like a a mess. So I'm going to try and compartmentalize this development as much as I can. I'm going to do like you know two days and then we'll test that out and then another two days. But at the end of the day, we're going to need to shut off any other changes on the site for two weeks while we we launched this knowledge center and then lo and behold you know three days in you've ripped up the navigation you've put all the redirects in you've um uh adjusted all the categories changed stuff in the cms and and they go oh can we can we launch this new set of uh new courses and three days before you'd have gone no problem we'll Give me, look, I'm just having lunch. After lunch, I'll do it and I'll send you a link after tea and we can we can get it live tomorrow. You know, the beauty of Webflow, the the absolute beauty of Webflow. And the, like clients are smiling, you're smiling, you're high-fiving everyone going, oh, this is, this is why I use Webflow because it's so quick and easy to do these things. But instead you're going, uh, sorry, I, I, we can't do this now because the stuff that we've been working on is sitting there. And if we... If we push it live, everything's going to be chaotic. So you're going to have to wait for seven days or we're going to have to reduce the scope of the stuff I'm working on now. So we finish it tomorrow. So then we can do your stuff. They're like, oh, but we've got an event coming up. It's on Friday and we need it. And and you're into all sorts of trouble. And then Mm. branching comes along and you're like, wow. Like I'm reading the docs here going, okay. This is brilliant. This is old school branching. This is version control. I can now go to go to my client and go, hey, you know that problem that we had? Don't worry about it. Like, 
I know how to use this thing. Webflow is a brilliant tool. You know, this is why we use Webflow because they're the product team are pushing all these new features. And then you click on the link and you go, oh, it, it's not for me or my client. It, like this solves all my problems when we pay the big money. But up until that point, sorry, client, sorry, me. You're just, you've just got to get on with it like the rest of us. And sorry. Yeah. And and it has a material impact on how you feel about the, about the product. But more importantly, as you're finding out, it puts a bad taste in the clients and then smart people in their team, you know, like the, like a CTO will go away and go, okay, maybe Webflow's not for us. Maybe all this work that Aline has been doing is only going to be an MVP because if this happens again in two months' time, we're going to be in the same place. Yeah, and they could like, solve this by, yeah. Apart oh. from like, you know, it being <laughs> uh-huh. a difficult week and like, you know, I'm tired and I'm stressed and, when I saw the thing, like I literally tweeted, like, this is awesome. It shows ambition. And then I went down and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is like, I can't use this. And like, it was, I couldn't have been more cathartic. Like that fucking day, this fractional CTO was like, hey, I'm a traditional dev. You're a no-code dev. You don't really know your place in the world. So we might have to jump stack in a, you know, in a, in a, some period of time because of these reasons. And then this feature comes out and I can't fucking use it. So like, there's a bit of everything there, you know, it's like, you're always going to be like looked differently because you're a no code dev. You're always going to be looked at differently, but people are using this tool because they see the potential of using this tool. And then, then just like when the solution was there, it just was financial. There's not, honestly, I'd say there's nothing more grating to me is something that is gated financially. It just piss. It's like, Oh my God. Like why? Like, how many developers are paying? I know we're probably only paying what thirty zero to fucking fifty dollars a month. Like, are they not important? Are those workers not important? Or is it just the big fucking dogs with the big hats and the big wigs? They're the only ones that are you're interested in. Sorry, there's my rant. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 like okay, we, we, we have but, like yeah. I I think like if we're to say like let's put branching aside. Um, and just talk about this, the the sort of scale that we have of um, you jump into Webflow and in an hour you can have a site up and running, you know. So my uh, my sister and brother-in-law have a building company. They are booked out until the middle of next year. Their website is more of a sort of a brochure site that just makes them le- legitimate, you know. And my sister comes to me and goes, hey, look. I know you do websites. She doesn't. She doesn't really know what I do, but she goes. I, I know you do websites. Can you, you work on make computers? Can you fix my, fix my iPhone? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> no, that's that's my mother who thinks that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. So she goes. You know, can you can you can you do a website for us? And I'm thinking, awesome, no problem. It's bang. Two days later, I've spun up a couple of pages. You know, it's not the, my best work, but it's gonna it's gonna do the job for them. And that's where Webflow was brilliant. And then you you go all the way down the other end, and you and you know, as you said, I, I work for a, an enterprise agency, and although I never really thought of any of the sites I built as needing enterprise level elements, 
there was a lot behind the scenes in terms of uptime and um, SLAs and stuff that I know really do have an impact in the enterprise world. And then you you got yourself who's who's actually pushing Webflow to the limit in terms of using it, integrating with lots of other tools and building products with it. So not marketing sites, but products with it. And you're you're at the cutting edge of learning the capabilities of Webflow, but also integration of Webflow and doing a lot of the the work that gets Webflow into non-traditional marketing only clients essentially um and then you have to look at the ecosystem of right how how are these pricing decisions made because enterprise is so far away in terms of um like price from the next level that you know all the levels that we work at whether it's hosting you know all the way up to business cms business uh workspaces all these kind of things they're all relatively affordable for for us who do what we do you know clients you get one client a month bang all of that is paid for it's it's part of the tools for the jobs you know you get your figma subscription your adobe subscription it's all part of the and it feels affordable the enterprise is so far out of reach that it's not it's not it's not even aspirational it's so far out of reach there's there's no world that i live in where i'll ever pay that much or clients that I work with will ever pay that much money for for the level of hosting that they require so when webflow what I'm getting at here is like why are webflow putting certain features in the enterprise bucket and gating them like because there's there's two two elements to it like the first element is they're doing it because if they didn't put features in the enterprise bucket then enterprise would lose its appeal and lose its value and they couldn't sell it into enterprise customers with much justification. Um, I think branching has come along in this in that it's, it's seen very much as a, as a team, a team feature where maybe at enterprise level, whether you're working with an agency or in-house, you're going to have three, four, five devs working on Webflow at any one time. And therefore, branching and branch testing becomes um, a, a useful feature. Um, but what they're ignoring here is that that feature is not necessarily um, related to the amount of devs you have. It's more related to what the devs working on the project want to do with that project and the complexities of the things that you're doing with that project. So it's not necessarily a numbers game of, okay, there's five in the team, therefore we're going to give you um the branching because you know you've got five devs they all might want to work at it at 10 o'clock in the morning um they they're they're missing the point that it's a this is a branching is a dev only to like it's for solo devs it's for dev that's the that's the beauty of branching is it's it's a solution for the development process it's not a solution that was designed to just cater for multiple members of a team and the fact that they put it at an enterprise level feel it does feel like they maybe don't have any other reasons or any other features that make enterprise worth paying for and therefore they just take a few of these features and bundle them in you know and it and it's kind of annoying it's you know lo- locales is you know localization has a little bit of this taste in it that you you can go up to five localizations and then if you want any more, you have to go to enterprise. There's not yeah, like, oh, I, I, I want to add extra seven or eight or nine. I, I think that's, at least that's 
more fair. Like, you know, you know, there's, there's but, but, but mean, why? But why is it fair? If I if I if I pay twenty nine dollars a month for one, two, three, four, five, why can't I pay twenty nine dollars a month for six, and then the seventh, and then the eighth? Why do I have to go from five to infinite? And then go from twenty nine dollars. Why can't it be a scalable? Yeah, I don't know. Why can't it be scalable? Yeah, yeah, but but at least like at least with localization, it's it's distributed. And like if yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I I I've just started using the localization feature for this product, and it's good. Like it's really good. You know, do we need more than five? Probably not initially. Will we need more than five? Probably eventually. Will Webflow localization be the solution, or will we will we create our own solution? I don't know. Um, yeah, and like I I do kind of get the 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 value of of enterprise because at the end of the day, I I don't know what their price is, but I heard someone saying from Webflow that it's it's cheaper than a developer. So if you're able to if you're able to think of the Webflow enterprise or the Webflow ecosystem as almost as a as a tool that speeds up your processes so much that it's better than having another pair of hands yeah i get that I, that makes sense to me um and and that that the first time i heard that i was like okay that makes that makes a bit of sense but to just completely have it as a i don't know i develop it's a development tool it's a development feature <laughs> it should be a part of it i don't know i no i but I, you know like we we i think is some feedback that I gave to Slater the other day actually was was on this point is that um, Slater charge you to host code essentially. So if you don't pay your your ten dollars a month, um, you lose access to Slater, and by losing access to Slater, you lose access to the code that you've got on Slater. And my argument to to Mason and the guys over there um, was that slater is a development tool it like it does the, it does host code but it's a development tool so as a developer independent of the scale of my clients whether they can afford $10 a month or not i should be able to as a developer just pay to use it as a development tool and if the client wants to host their code they can host their code they can pay slater to host their code if they want to but it should be a development tool. And that's the same that we're saying about branching is that it's a development tool. It's nothing to do with hosting or scale. Yes, it helps when you get bigger teams and more than likely as you have bigger scale, you've got more complexities that you need to deal with and branching becomes ever more valuable. But it's so valuable to one person sitting, building sites on their own on their own screen it's it's amazing like you can you just see what one that's the that's the beauty of computing it's you don't need to have this whole factory and like i've got like say my my um my brother-in-law is, is doing is launching a yogurt yeah, yeah. you're launching a yogurt product the, the twist and the, the, the minimum yogurt. yeah the 3d yogurts yeah the 3d yogurts um but the minimum he has to spend on a bottle machine in Ireland is 50,000 euros, okay? So if he wants to bottle the yogurt in Ireland, he has to he has to buy the machine for 50,000 euros, okay? 
That's before he's sold a single bottle of yogurt. He has to, or in the UK, you can maybe rent out the bottle machines for, I don't know, five grand for a weekend and you fill all your bottles and happy days off you go. But that's what we're talking about here is that like version control is, and branching is, should allow you to sell one bottle. It should allow you to fill one bottle at a time and then five bottles and then 10 bottles. That's the, that's what it's there for. It's, it's a technique. It's not a, it's not a scale thing. You know, we're not, we don't work in the offline world. Like computers are designed to be this super nimble. You know, you've got indie hackers building businesses, one person businesses that generate thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars every single month. Like they're not constrained by this like lack of foresight of going, they're a developer and they use all the development tools they can. We're now going, we can't do that. In Webflow, you can't do that. You you can't be part of that gang because that we're we're restricting the tools that you can use. Like I honestly don't mind spending a little bit more for a better tool. You know, if I've got a I don't know, like if I've got a tool at home and I can go to to the DIY shop and get a better tool, I don't mind spending the money because I, I can work out that, you know, if it's worth it or not. But when I go to the, the DIY store and that tool is my annual salary in, in like, it's it like, I, I can't even justify, I'm never going to pay back that money in the, in the, in the efficiencies I get. And like, like, we are going on and on and on here, but it's so important. I think that that Webflow find a different way to make enterprise um, more appealing than just gating what are really like bread and butter basic um, development features that make a development tool what they are. You know, if they had branching in in Webflow, they're taking a step forward for everyone. They're taking a step forward that is very hard for other tools to catch up on. Like the complexities involved in branching, we understand they're complex, you know, it's, it's not easy. They've got lots of things going on, staging, pages, CMS. There's so much complexity. If they put that into the tool for everyone, like buy, buy other tools trying to catch up with Webflow. Like that, like I would, I'm Webflow through and through then. I'm, I'm not thinking about, as he's like, I'm not thinking about going off to a different stack or a different tool or it's just that they're winning everywhere. And yeah, I know. Like we're both frustrated here for different. Like you, you're getting the acute end of it, and I'm. I've seen both sides of of the enterprise thing, like the value driven stuff and the non value driven stuff. And but this is one that I just feel like, whoa, guys, you've just made a misstep. You just like because what's happening next time? What what happens when another feature? There all these all these these amazing product team in Webflow are working on the next feature. Are they working on features? for us or are they working on features for the the big payers um even though they would help us mm-hmm. like i don't know. i i don't i don't I, know like it's it's worrying it is a little bit worrying you know i don't know it's yeah it's a tough one mm. um and as i said before i'm very jealous i would love to be using it but i would also love if this company I'm working for never moves off Webflow and rings that bell in New York in the stock exchange. Mm. Like how, what a rags to riches story that would be. I would be so, and 
you know, they're they're probably going to ring that bell. But are they going to do it with Webflow? I don't know. It'd be I would I would fucking love it if 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 that happened. But we'll see. And and like as as a as a case study, and I know uh, I know sort of the stuff you're working on. You know, I don't I don't know who you're working with or, or what the product is. But it's a secret. <laughs> it's a top secret. It mightn't even exist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we're, we're using this product just for rant purposes it's just a fire starter <laughs> no but like the the inspiration you know you, you see the wisdom and um you know the the xano stacks and the stuff that you know like the black peak are doing and you see a few of those case studies coming out and you're like god well this is so so exciting hmm. and in the same expert like ringing the bell yes great People are getting rich. The success is there. But if Webflow was able to to be there when that that bell was rung, it just it's just a super empowering. You know, I'm 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 pitching stuff to my clients now, and if I can pitch stuff like that into my client, yes, it helps me. I can put bread on the table. But man, this is exciting. This is like evangelistic stuff. It's like when people come along, yeah, but you can't, it's not real coding. You can't build this. Uh, no, we can build this and we will build this. And when you're developing a Webflow, this is the process. We're, we're professional developers. We just happen to use Webflow. It's like, it, it'd be amazing. Maybe in a year we'll get branching. Who knows? Maybe enterprise stuff trickles down, but who knows? But um, Webflow, if you listen to this, it would be great to get your thoughts and I know you don't have to justify everything and we are only your customers, but <laughs> it would be great. It would be great to, to hear the rationale. <laughs> All right, man, I got to go. I've got a couple of, yeah. I've got a few bugs that I need to fix. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, um, yeah. And thank you. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow because, Aline's on the on the crusade to get three recordings in this week and no i'm not I'm, I was I'm a... tomorrow it's my my baby's birthday she's one. Oh yes one. yes we'll talk so we might we'll, be doing we'll, do we'll, talk, we'll talk on friday yeah, yeah. we'll talk a, we'll do a technical one on friday because we've had a, enough of ranting today so right over yeah. and out bye-bye. okay bye-bye. Bye-bye. bye 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 take care bye